Hello, and welcome to Veins of Gold, Finding God's Treasure in a Dirt-Covered World. This is a podcast from Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. Now, let's join Pastor Ryan Christopher as he digs into this week's program. All right, all right. We're excited about episode number seven. Episode number seven, where we're talking about the plow. Oh my goodness! This past Sunday, we were I had an opportunity to uh, to talk about plowing on, keeping that keeping that head straight ahead, and and uh, and, and and making sure and making sure that we are plowing for Jesus, which means our head isn't going to the right or the left or behind us or, or being distracted, but that we're plowing for Jesus. Let me, let me tell you why this is so important to me and to you. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There are many of you who uh, had some serious, serious prayer requests before all of this happened in America that's happening today. There were people who had um, some dreams they were trying to fulfill. They, they had some goals that they were trying to work on. They had uh, just uh, an amazing amount of things that were going on, and they were excited and on fire. And suddenly, everything drops out from under us, and you no longer have uh, no longer have the luxury of of, of just uh, nothing uh, major going on in your life, except for maybe you know some physical things. And and uh, but man, now you don't even know which way to turn or which way to go. Let me tell you what Jesus wants us to do. Okay, He doesn't want us to be distracted. I love, absolutely love the movie Up. And let me tell you about that movie. Let me tell you about that movie. Just just, just real quick, not the, not the gist of it all, but it's a movie about making sure you continue to follow your dreams. Making sure you continue to follow your dreams, and it's some there's some tragedy in the movie, and there's certainly some heartbreak and some tears. It's an animated movie. Um, I actually have inside of my inside of my office, I have a a replica of the house from Up with balloons and all, and I uh, had some members of the church get me uh, a stuffed animal, Doug. Well, let me tell you about Doug. Doug the dog. Doug has a collar around his neck that allows people to be able to understand what he's saying so and what he's thinking and so here's the thing he uh he often gets distracted and i'm going to tell you if this isn't me i don't know who this is but doug if he can be sitting there having a conversation with you and if a squirrel comes by suddenly he yanks his head to the side and says squirrel and he's all uh all about that squirrel i can get distracted by the awful things going on in this world I, let me tell you, it's easy for us to cut on the news, to cut on CNN, to cut on Fox, and to say, you know, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this all day. I want to be informed. And you know what? Being an informed citizen of the United States is exactly what you should do. You should know what's happening in your world, and you should have an opinion on it because we live in a free nation. And as a result of your opinions, you're going to go to the polls and make sure you're voting for those people who are most likely to keep our freedoms safe and most likely to uh, push forward in protecting the Constitution and our rights. Sure you are. Being an informed and citizen, being an informed citizen is important, and you should always work to see that we stay free. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
The more wars and rumors of wars and pain and agony and defeat and doomsday uh, uh, news stories that are happening, the more those go into your brain, the more you are going to come down emotionally. Now, there's nothing you can do about informing yourself, and there's nothing you should be doing about uh, about hiding from the world in the sense that you're like, I'm not going to know what's going on in the world. I, in, in, in reality, there are days that I say these are no news days. I have a buddy of mine that we text back and forth quite a bit, uh, exchanging articles and exchanging anger at times. And this comes a point where we say to each other, look, tomorrow, don't mess with me tomorrow. I, I got to have a day off from this stuff. I got I to gotta get a break from this. And the reason being is there's so much that we're being inundated with. Okay, but I do want you to know that next week's podcast will be about this. And of course, this coming Sunday night sermon will be about this. But uh, but that's not uh, that's not all of reality. The bad that we see because it, it sells, it sells when CNN and Fox, when CNN and Fox, when they uh, have these news stories and MSNBC and and all the other puke places, when they when they when they have this kind of thing. Um, they're going to do what sells. If a particular issue is causing you to watch their program, then that means the advertisers know there's more and more people on there who are listening and watching than ever. And so then they will pay premium price for advertising time. So if you're watching the bad stuff and not watching the good stuff, then sure, they're going to play more of the bad stuff. Seems like we'd say, hey, I want to see some more good stuff. I know an awful lot of good Christian people who love the bad stuff. You know, they want to watch that news and they want to they want to inundate themselves with all this happening in politics and all that's happening in the world today. And before when they get home finally to their family, um, they're a wreck and they're they're you know spouting off to people and then just uh, uh, relationships are breaking apart simply because we can't seem to have a a good conversation about this stuff anymore. And, and I'm probably the biggest culprit, probably the biggest culprit. Here's the thing. Old Doug from the movie up would get distracted. And folks, these things, though we need to be informed about what the world and what's happening in our world so that we can respond appropriately. Here's the thing. We don't need to be so distracted that we miss out on what God is doing in your life. I mean, we need to speak out against uh, evil and immorality. Of course we do. Of course we do. And, and I know you, you already do. We need to speak out against those things that are, that are contrary to the word of God. And churches haven't been doing that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest. I think from the bottom of my heart, I believe because we haven't spoken out about the issues that have been prevalent in the day, the the moral issues that have been prevalent because we've not spoken about those and I'm not I'm not even discussing the race issue. I'm saying there have been issues, you know, before this that we wouldn't stand, you know, beside and behind and and try to and try to fight against at times when there were issues that we needed to stand against. We didn't do it, and so we're paying a price today as a result of that. We can't be distracted by all the noise. Sure, be informed, but do not, do not, whatever you do, do not be distracted. Okay, let's look at Luke chapter 9. That's where we were in the sermon Sunday night. Let's look at Luke chapter 9. Uh, some beautiful, beautiful uh, text here. 
So just hear this, because we're going, oh my goodness gracious, we're going we're gonna to get down into this stuff. Luke chapter 9, it said, it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, meaning Jesus, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath nowhere to lay his head. Guys, I'm going to tell you about these kind of people. I guess I've been there before where I ran out and I said, Jesus, you know me on the shadow of that. I'm ready. Let me jump on this thing. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to serve you and just follow you. Let me explain something to you guys and gals that are having a, having a time here listening. Let, let me explain something to you. I, I, want, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. It is so easy in our society to say, I will follow you. Um, today, more than ever, it is the easiest time in history to say, I will follow you. I'm going to tell you, I was meeting with, uh, I was meeting with uh, some friends, uh, some pastor friends recently, and um, we sat down and began to talk about what was going on in the nation, even before it got as bad as it is right now. And we began to talk, and we. I said to them, well, one of them said to me, said, do I probably got 150 people that I can count on as far as as far as to stand in the gap and to and to be there and to and 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 never to back down. Um, and I told him, I said, I felt like it was a whole lot less than that. Both of us, you know, both of us are in churches of a, of a, of a lot of people. But I said, the reason I say that is not because I don't believe there are people who love Jesus. There are tons of people I know who love Jesus. But there are only a few that I know, and I have to even self-reflect and look in the mirror. There are only a few that I know that will absolutely follow him no matter what it brings. All right? So it's, it's so easy to follow today. All I have to do is go to a website and say, hey, will you subscribe? So I subscribe, and, so, and then you got so many subscriptions. And How many followers do you have? Oh, we got, you know, got 200 followers, or we got... 2,000 followers, or for the sum of the stars, we got 50,000 followers. Followers, really, followers. Followers who follow everything you say and do. Followers who who do what you tell them to do. Followers, it's so easy to say you follow, and all you got to do is check in with their website once a week and to remain a follower, you know, or, or to remain a, a faithful follower is to check in once a week. Folks, that's not going to cut it. The name of Jesus. I, I just want to. I just want to tell him right, Lord Jesus. I love you, and I. I, I want to follow you. Well, folks, this this person runs up to him and is pretty excited. I mean, pretty. Excited. I'm going to follow you. Well, that's real easy. Just push the button. Just pu push the button. You can follow. But Jesus turns around and explains something critical that we all got to know. We've all got to know, and that is this: the animals even have a place. To sleep. The animals even have a place to sleep. But Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, there are going to be times it's going to be rough, bud. There are going to be times. Listen, lady, there's going to be times it's going to be rough. We don't have a place to lay our head. You're going you're to have to lay on the ground. We're not going to have the cover that you always wanted. Sometimes, now sometimes we'll have all of that, but sometimes we're not. You're going to have to what we call rough it, really, right? I ain't talking about glamping. All those people who go out there and get those super nice campers, man, and basically all you've done is taken you a double-wide trailer out to the, out to the, uh, uh, 
out to the woods is all you've basically done. You got everything you could ever want, the satellite and all that. That's the way I like to do it. I'm not going to blind. I'm not going to say I don't. I, I just, if I'm going to be out there, I want to have everything that I need. Uh, but glamping ain't what Jesus was talking about. Jesus was saying, hey, look, I want you to follow me. Follow me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Come running up here. I want to follow you because I'm doing miracles. That's not, that's not following. That's not following. That's bandwagon. That's hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out. I'm gonna hang out with you as long as you're long as you're feeding us this bread. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with you as long as you're healing blind eyes and all this stuff. Well, I'm just I'm gonna hang out with you during that time, you know. And Jesus said, No, I don't want you to I don't want you to be doing that. He said, I want somebody who's actually gonna follow me because because of who I am, because I'm the son of God and because and because I'm the one to follow and the one to learn from. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes into the Father except by me. That's why I want you to follow. I didn't ask you to come and push a subscription button for my website. I didn't ask you to follow like that. I don't need you to check in once a week. I want devotion from you all the time. Folks, I'm going to tell you, that's, that's rough. And What other people need, though, is to see faithful footprints to walk in. To see faithful footprints to walk in. Folks, I promise you this. I promise you this. It's our job to put the footprints in the ground others can follow. And then we follow those footprints. Listen, I'm not saying feel those footprints because you can't feel the footprints of Jesus, but you can certainly, and if I say feel, F-I-L-L, you can't feel that. But I'm going to tell you this, folks, what you can do, what you can do is you can step right in those footprints and follow him exactly where he's going. Sometimes it's going to be rough. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes, oh, my goodness gracious, it's going to be the hardest walk you've ever walked. But here's the thing. You'll be a true follower when you do it. It won't be just, hey, I'll follow you wherever you go. Yeah, right. As soon as it gets a little rough, as soon as the temperature gets a little high, as soon as we have to work a little bit, as soon as we have to do any of those things, as soon as we have to do that stuff, you're going to be out of here. And Jesus knew it. He wasn't going to put up with that junk. He wasn't going to put up with that stuff. And he didn't put up with it. Oh, folks, listen to me. Everybody wants to say they'll follow Jesus until the rubber hits the road. Until the rubber hits the road, it's not a... It's not even close to true. And Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that. Until you start doing what you say you're going to do, fine. You say you want to follow me, fine. Let's see if you're real. Let's see if you're real. Now it keeps going. It keeps going. Now listen to this. It said, verse 59, Luke, Luke 9, verse 59. He said unto another, follow me. Now the Jesus is turning around to say to someone else, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Man, that sounds like a reasonable request. Now, you know, according to this, the way it sounds and scholars and all this you're looking at, the father wasn't dead yet. Okay, the father wasn't dead yet. He would go home. He would wait the appropriate time. When his father passed away, then he would bury his father, and then he would follow Jesus. Jesus says something. Man, it blew my mind. I, literally, guys, I'm sitting there reading this, and I it, it blows my mind, and, and I— Oh my goodness, you said, Ron, you've been reading the Bible a long time. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And every time it blows my mind, I'm going to preach on this. I, you know, I'm going to preach on this over and over again. I am. I am. But Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Wait a second. What do you mean? I mean, this is daddy we're talking about. 
This is that's I'm going on to bury dad. I mean, I, I got to do that. I, I got that. But you know what Jesus saw that as? Jesus saw it as a distraction. He says, I want full faithfulness. If you are only 90% faithful to your spouse, you are not faithful, period. You say, but 9 out of 10 times I'm faithful. No, 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 no. That's awful. That's, that's, that's unfaithful. That's completely unfaithful. You say, oh, well, you know, if you miss one day, every, every nine days you take a day off at work and say, hey, I'm not going to be there. That's not faithful. But I'm there 90% of the time, Ryan. No, 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 no. That's not faithful. Look, Abraham had to lay down his Isaac. Esther was risked her life. Listen to me. Esther risked her life, put her life on the line to save God's people. Jacob wrestling with deity. Daniel. I mean, you think about Daniel and all he was that lion's den that he had to go through. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the middle of the fire. See, we got all these heroes that were super, super excited about in scripture. And, 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 and it is good to be super, super excited about them because of all that they did. But listen to me, listen to me. You say, well, I'd be like, the, I'd like to have the faith of Daniel. Well, folks, the faith of Daniel has to go to the lion's den. It, it, no, no, you don't get past that. You say, I just want that faith. You don't have to put me in the lion's den. Yes, he does. To have Daniel-like faith, you have got to go to the lion's den. Oh, I wish. And one, of the, one of my favorite preachers to read is Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Love to read him. He, is, uh, he was given a gift that was uh, was way beyond his time, even way beyond our time. It amazes me how he mixes and changes and, and not changes the word, but mixes and changes and rearranges and does some things to explain what the word is saying. And, oh, my goodness, how it blows your mind what he's able to do, what he's able to do. But And, and you can say, well, I wish I could be like Spurgeon. You know, this is Prince of Preachers, 1800s. Ten, you know, 10,000 people in an auditorium without a microphone. And here he is. He says, uh, you know, whatever that number may have been in this congregation, I threw something out there. But let me let me just say this. Let me say this. Somebody can say, well, I want to be like Charles Spurgeon. Yes, I do. Lord, maybe like Charles Spurgeon. Whatever you do, just please, maybe like Charles Spurgeon. Well, here's the problem. God will do that. But are you willing to go through the weeks and weeks of torment in the bed? Whatever sickness he may have had, some said severe depression, some said uh, stomach issues, maybe a combination of both. And just are you willing to do that in order to become close with God? You say, Ryan, this doesn't sound too good. Let me tell you something. This is about following God, but it's about plowing. It's about plowing. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Here's what Jesus says next. He says, and another also said, Lord, I'll follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house. I'll follow you, but let me go home for a little bit. Let me get distracted by a family. And look, nowhere in here is Jesus saying family is not important, but he is saying he has to be first, period, period, exclamation point. Okay. And so here, here we are. Here we are. He says, he says, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow 
and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. He says nothing needs to distract you. No squirrels like Doug. No, no, no news stories or anything. You need to know what's going on in the world. But if you are beginning to be affected in such a way that it is destroying you, it is time to walk away from that garbage and walk toward Jesus. Keep plowing. Keep working. Plowing is a work. Plowing on your knees for people is work. It's work. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, folks. God is an amazing, amazing God. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop caring for us. He just wants faithful followers to do just that. Follow him. I know. Listen, look, look, look. You know, the hyper people who jump around saying, hey, I want to follow you no matter what. Well, when it going gets hot, they get out of the kitchen in a hurry. They like, I don't want anything to do with heat. I don't want anything to do with sweat. I don't want anything to do with work. I don't want anything to do with pain. They keep saying all that. But I'm telling you, folks, the pain is where on the, on the other side of pain is where the gain is. You know that. No pain, no, no gain. And, uh, and, and look, when you've experienced your deepest dark darkness is when you appreciate the light so much. Oh my goodness gracious. It is a cycle that God takes us through sometimes to show us just how good we got it. Look, he says, no man, no woman putting her hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You got to can't be distracted from Jesus. Okay. You certainly can have those goals and dreams that are outside the realm of ministry. There's no problem with that. But where are the priorities? Where is Jesus in all of this? How are prayers answered and how are revivals brought and, and uh, all of those things? Look, I'm going to tell you what is the Lord? That's the old song. It says, says, I have decided to follow Jesus. What's that Spanish? I remember uh, learned it in, in uh, either Honduras, Guatemala, or something. Uh, the Spanish version. He decidido seguir a Cristo. No vuelvo atrás. No vuelvo atrás. No turning back. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Though none go with me. There's a verse in there that says, though none go with me, I still, I still, I still will follow. I still will follow. Though none go with me. No turning back. No turning back. Your family needs you to keep plowing, folks. Your family needs you to keep plowing, no matter what. You need to put you need to put it in your plan. You need to put it in the plan every day. That, hey, I'm going to be plowing today. If anybody needs me, I'll be plowing. I'll be plowing. And look, you don't need to look back. Whatever you do, don't look back. Don't look back. Past accolades, past rewards, all those past trophies. Look at me. I was the best quarterback. Looking at, or looking back and regret. Look, of all the, what, what is the, what is the poet said? Of all the words of tongue and men, the saddest are what might have been. Folks, you, you can't look back and, and regret. You got to look forward in anticipation. You got to look forward in anticipation. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you what I mean by that. It's, it's real easy. Saturday to Saturdays, I can have, I, I have, those are my sugar days. I can, and I granted during the week, sometimes I have like ketchup and things that has sugar in it. So I'm not a purist on that sense, but on Saturdays, I can have sweets if that, if you will. And so every, you know, Saturday, we're going to hit some Dairy Queen. I mean, we just are, cause I got, I like Dairy Queen ice cream, you know, or a Krispy Kreme donut or something, man. I just love it. But I anticipate that day. I anticipate it. Okay. 
I don't need to be looking back. I need to be anticipating the good things of God. And that means working, letting sweat fall off of me, uh, enjoying that, that, the hard work of the gospel and the, and the hard work of following Jesus and the hard work of, uh, of getting the word of God into people, folks. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, folks. It is a, it's amazing. It's amazing just, just to keep on plowing. Don't look back. Don't look back, whatever you do. Don't look back on regrets or, or the victories. Don't look back on that stuff. All you need to do is be a plower for Jesus. What you need to do is be a plower for Jesus. Don't look back and don't look bored, folks. Whatever you do, I, I can't, oh, I can't stand it when somebody tells me I'm bored. You know, especially when the kids were young. Look, there's too much to do for you to be bored. And if I promise you, I can find something for you to do if you ain't got anything to do. But don't look bored, whatever you do. Jesus needs plowers. Jesus, look, if, if you, want, you want to do something huge, you got to keep plowing. If you want to see something huge happen, you, you got to keep plowing. You, you got to keep going. Look, look, don't look back and don't look bored. Don't look baffled. Don't look baffled. Oh, my goodness. Some people got too many tabs open. I mean, some, some people's brains got too many tabs open. I can tell, man, they're just trying to figure this whole thing out, man. I'm going to go back over there and look at this for a second, look over this for a second. And sometimes I get that way. My brain has too many tabs open, no doubt. And more confused than a than a termite and a wooden, wooden boomerang. I mean, I'm in my head. Ooh, we'll be getting spinning. But uh, here's the thing. I, I don't need to look back. I don't need to look bored. I don't look, need to look baffled or confused. I, I, I don't need to do that, folks. I, I don't need to do that. And you're going to make some big mistakes in this world. And you're, but if you're going to do big things, you're going to make big mistakes. Okay. But you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep plowing. You got to keep plowing and keep believing and knowing that Jesus doesn't want us looking back. He wants us looking forward. Do you want to follow me? Do you want to be faithful? Do you, do you want that? And I'm going to tell you though, I, I want to end by, I want to end by saying just a few things to you. Okay. I got a couple of minutes. So let me just say this. Say, Ryan, I'm tired. Keep plowing. Keep plowing. I know you're tired. I know you're tired. Say, Ryan, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stand up anymore. Keep plowing. I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have the energy to, to, to walk. Just, just keep plowing. Just keep plowing. I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make it another day. Keep plowing. I don't know if I can keep raising these kids. I'm trying my best, but it's things seem to get going wrong. I keep plowing. I don't know if I can pray anymore. You keep plowing. You keep plowing. You keep plowing. I don't know. I don't know what the world's coming to. You got to keep plowing. I don't know if my loved one can come to Jesus. You just keep plowing. Whatever you do, just keep plowing. What in the world's going on with our nation, Ryan? Keep plowing. Just keep plowing. If you keep plowing, things are going to be okay. We're going to make it. It ain't going to be perfect, but we're going to make it. What about my home, Ryan? I don't know if we, I don't know if my home is going to stay together. You keep plowing. You make it happen. You keep plowing. I don't know if my marriage can survive this. My goodness. And my attitude and her attitude or her attitude and his attitude or whatever. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just awful right now. Just keep on plowing. This sickness is, this sickness is beating me up, right? I don't know what to do. Just keep plowing. Just keep plowing. Get on that. Get on that. And just keep on rocking and rolling it. Don't let it, don't stop whatever you do. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't, don't stop any of that. I, I'm still praying for so many people. I'm just going to keep on plowing. I'm just going to keep on plowing the ground. Lord Jesus, I want to see it happen. I want to see amazing things happen. The Lord is good. He loves us. And he is waiting on us just to keep on plowing our heads straight ahead, not looking around, not distracted by the things of this world, but just focused on him, focused on him. My goodness, 2020 has been a rough year, but 2020 is always that you kind of look back on the focus of that year and the focus should have been Jesus. Focus should have been Jesus. 
And maybe we would have avoided some of this stuff. Folks, I love you, and I appreciate you spending time with me this week. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Veins of Gold, a podcast of Mountain View Baptist Church. For information about our church and ministries, please visit our website, mvbaptist.org.